our podcast. We're here with episode two. This is Kelsey and we're here with Aaron and we're going to be calling this casual conversation for now and probably forever because that's exactly what this is. It's just our casual conversation coming together and talking about things that we have learned and things that um, we go through in our lives. So we really wanted to talk about something that I think everyone can relate to and that is this past year and this year that we're in currently, which is 2020. 2020, yes. <laughs> and we're only in August, mid-August here, so there is still plenty of time for things to happen. But I know that a lot of things have happened this past year, especially starting in the spring. And so we just wanted to come on here and talk about the biggest life lessons that we've learned from 2020. Personal lessons, things like that, because I think everyone... Um, has gone through this as well and they can relate that their lives have probably changed a little bit over this year so I'm going to throw it to Aaron and I'm going to have him give us one of his personal lessons that he's learned from 2020. Yeah I think as we think through 2020 and like you said like man when you said it's only August I'm like whoa we got a lot more of this to go. It's got <laughs> like, a lot longer than that. I've watched too many movies to know to, to be able to say, hmm, can it get worse than this? But so we can say <laughs> that. <laughs> right. But I can say, uh, as we start thinking through 2020, so many things to learn. But I know, uh, me and you were talking just a few minutes ago about this, that um, one of the big things I guess I learned from myself is, uh, like, when you read through the Bible, and there's that passage in James uh, 4 where it talks about... Um, Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? But then it says, for what you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned in 2020 is that uh, before, like I would have thought, yeah, you, you say that, like Lord willing, we do this. But then like when you see a year where everything can get shut down, I mean, never would I have thought um, that church could be shut down, that you wouldn't be going out and doing things for months at a time. I remember when it first started, uh, we had uh, a young man who was an exchange student in Sunday school. He was praying for his family in a different country. And I, I remember us all sitting around the table in Sunday school saying like, oh, yeah, we need to pray for him because that'd be bad. Never, ever thinking that it would touch us or that our lives would be affected by anything in 2020. Just yes. being like, oh, man, yeah, we need to pray for that. Because, I oh, totally man, agree. <laughs> those folks in somewhere else have to right. deal with this. And then when, like, in, I think it was mid-March or so, I think it was March something, we have a ladies' conference, and we canceled ladies' conference, and then, like, we closed the church doors for a little bit, and then we went to live streaming, and it was just like that. I guess one of the biggest life lessons that I've learned is that really how fragile we are. Like, <laughs> like when we, mm-hmm. we thought, like, all these systems and all the things that we could do and that we had all these uh, ability to go and do, and then when... It came down to it. All it took was, and I'm not making light of a small virus, but a small virus to just pretty much shut down life as we know it. <laughs> yeah. I think I've learned to hold things with open hands, even as we still walk them through today, like things on our church calendar for, if you haven't, don't remember from episode one, I'm a youth pastor. So like the things that are on our church calendar are kind of like vanishing away and just learning to be creative and pivot and do things differently has been a huge thing uh, in our lives. So that path in James comes a lot more alive to me now when you think about, um, just say, if the Lord wills, you will do this or that. Don't don't make all those promises and all those plans for all these things you have to do because ultimately you have no control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I went with the same thing uh, when 
it all first started because one of my coworkers uh, is from Italy and she's Italian. And I remember her saying, like, pray for her family and her boyfriend has the virus and everything's shut down. I remember Italy being so bad. And I was like, oh, man. And that's when it started to feel a little more closer to home because we were tracking it. But then I remember when she was saying that just pray for her family. I was like, wow, like this is getting a little close to home. And next thing you know, people you know have it and all of a sudden it's affecting you personally. I feel like sometimes uh, just like as Americans, we feel like because we don't experience necessarily all the usual third world problems and things like that, we kind of feel invincible. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I know that's how teenagers can kind of feel too. Um, you just feel invincible. Like, oh, that would never happen to me. You know, it happens to other people. Yeah, and stuff. it's always other but people. But I think, yeah, we realize that like, no, anything can happen to you. Mm. Like, it just hasn't happened yet, but anything can happen. So. <laughs> yeah, because I think I remember, I think I sent you a text right when all this stuff started happening. And I was like, and this is even, hence probably why we're doing the podcast together. But I was like, Kelsey, what's your perspective on this? Because I just want to know what you thought, what you were thinking. And you were telling me about some of the things going on. And it did. And it was just like, whoa, we expected those things somewhere else, not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I agree. That's a super good takeaway. Um, just with not really putting so much faith in your plans and your control. Um, it's just so hard to know what's going to happen. Everyone keeps asking what's going to happen this school year. You know, how long are you going to be able to stay in school at fall? Is college going to close high schools, all these things. And I'm like, you know what? I really want to think that things are going to get better from here. Yes. But if there's anything I've learned, it's that anything can happen. I had my doubts. I really did. I was like, that would never happen. We would never just stop in the middle of the school year and go home. And then it did. And I was like, wow. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think anything could surprise me at this point. Like, sure. Just right. bring it on. You know? <laughs> yes. We, I remember talking uh, with pastor and just like, we we're like, oh, by March 31st, hopefully we'll have some answers. By April 15th, hopefully we'll have some answers. Oh, when the governor speaks on April 30th, May, June, July, now we're yes. in the middle of August. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm learning just to let go. Like, it's okay. Whatever happens, yes. happens, and I'm going to be okay with whatever. <laughs> I know. And I just feel so bad for everyone who has any kind of position of leadership right now. Because this is just a hard time to like make decisions and be in charge. Yes. Um, I remember... Uh, being in my house I can't remember if it was June it must have been like kind of beginning of summer and I saw a bunch of my dad's papers sitting down where he does all his paperwork and he just had like this page and it just had a bunch of dates with like question marks like April something question mark and then June something question mark and just all these question marks everywhere and I was like wow this page is just a perfect example of what everyone's going through <laughs> trying to make decisions yes yes uh, it's just a different year, whether you're a leader or if you're like a senior graduating or fl trying mm -hmm. to play your last year of sports. It's just been a whole like you really uh, had to let things go and just saying, uh, God, take control and rest. In mm -hmm. that. Yeah. And I think that's one lesson that the most people could relate to, because I do know that there are a lot of people that did go through really hard losses yeah. throughout these past few months because. Yes, the virus does have a good survival rate, but it is still a virus and people still do die from it. And I think that a lot of people have gone through a bunch of heartbreak, but I think that every single person has definitely gone through, I cannot plan anything. I just have to have open hands and just have an open mind of what could happen. And I don't know, I just feel like it's affected everyone, at least in that way, even if it hasn't ruined your life, which it has for some. Yeah. But I think everyone, even if you had... um 
good good luck these past few months I think everyone can relate to things being canceled and plans being canceled and it's just hard but I think I think everyone in a way is better off with that um because it really does just build your character and give you a good perspective um and really helps you apply that James passage that you brought up yeah yeah definitely definitely so how about you so I would say the biggest thing that I have learned this year, um, I, I think I've also learned your lessons in a way, but one thing that my brain just kept going back to and that I was really thinking about a lot when we were really quarantined um, was just what my main identity in life is. Because I know as soon as this COVID stuff started happening, it seemed like political issues just started coming up and bubbling up to the surface. Right. And it almost felt like everyone was just in a pressure cooker and like things just started exploding. Exactly. And <laughs> you're, you're kind of just watching everything happen in real time. And you're like, wow, like, you know, maybe your family's fighting and families are kind of maybe falling apart or dividing. Um, friend groups are dividing and there's just a lot of political turmoil and politics as a child, I always knew like, oh, you're not supposed to talk about politics. It's not like the polite subject and I was just like okay whatever but then as I started learning more about it I was like you know what they're right this is a this can be a touchy thing and I I think just because sometimes politics can become personal very personal um which I totally understand because it's it's what your beliefs are and how they play out in that specific realm of our of our country and our government um but I was just thinking about that a lot and just watching everything happen and I started I started getting maybe too much into the whole of uh, just watching a lot of news and just reading a lot of people's opinions and watching videos and reading posts. And suddenly I just felt like I was getting so weighed down and just like my, my vision started kind of going black at the sides like before you pass out. I'm just like it can getting be, deep into this hole. And <laughs> it could be overwhelming. Exactly. Yes. And I just felt myself going down that path and I eventually started thinking about it and started catching myself and I was like what am I doing you know like why am I striving to learn I mean it's a good thing to know what's going on in your country I totally agree and it's a good thing to keep yourself informed about the virus but I just felt like I was putting all of my time and energy into just keeping up with the news and keeping up with what this virus is what's the latest information on you know how this spreads and all this stuff and I think I just kind of lost my priorities and I think this this has happened to a lot of people this year um, as we've witnessed on Facebook and things like that, um, I just lost my priority. And I was like, why am I putting all my time and effort into figuring out my political stances and all that such when I haven't spent like any time figuring out what I want to be doing in my Christian life and my spiritual life. Yeah. And I, it came down to this question of what's more important to me being a Christian or a conservative, you know, what's like my biggest identity that I want to be known for. Do I want people to know, know me for my political beliefs or do I want them to know me for my Christ-like love. Yeah. And I just started getting so convicted this year about that. And I was, I was just thinking like, I don't want to lose friends over anything. And I know there are, there are things to die for. And I was like, what am I willing to die for? Am I going to sacrifice myself on the altar of mask or no mask? Or am I going to sacrifice myself on the altar of the gospel? Right. And so I just, I just feel like a lot of us have kind of lost focus of what is actually important because it's it's happening, things are happening in our country. And I know that there there's always been war and just turmoil and unrest in a lot of countries around the world. 
And I know America hasn't really experienced that as much as other countries. And so we've just kind of become very comfortable. And with all this happening, all of a sudden it kind of gives you a wake up call of, okay, yes, all this is happening, but where's my eternal perspective? Right. You know, what things can I do in my personal life that's actually going to affect me, um, like in the eternal thing. And I just feel like that was the biggest thing that I've learned is that I need to make sure that my top priority in life is just to be identified as a Christian and being like Christ and not as anything else. And yes, you want to, you know, figure out who you are, but I think a lot more energy needs to be put into just being like Christ. Um, and the other things like they may seem important now, but down the road, you don't want to look back at your life and your young adult life or your teenage life and think, you know, I, I just kind of feel bad. Like I just, you know, responded to my friend's post and just really chewed them out. And, you know, that just like at the time it felt like it was so important. Like they must know that they are wrong, you know, but I feel like 10 years from now, I'm not going to look back and be like, wow, I wish I would have, you know, ruined all my relationships because of politics. No, I want, I want to have my, you know, most close friendships. And so I've just been really trying my best. I mean, I'm sure like I haven't been perfect about this, but ever since I had that realization, it kind of felt like an epiphany. I was like, wow, I don't want to lose any friendships. And I was thinking about this today. And the verse that came to mind um, was the verse that says to be all things to all men. And I think you said it was Paul, right? That's speaking yeah. in this passage. So I think Paul is just saying, like, I have the gospel and everyone needs the gospel. So I do not want to get in the way of that. And just being too politically involved or too passionate about politics, I feel like could get in the way of spreading the gospel. And he says, um, as unto the Jews, I became a Jew that I might gain the Jews. And to them that are under the law as under the law that I might gain them that are under the law. And he's just talking not about um, not being not who he is. You know, he's still a genuine person and he's going to follow Christ and he's going to be Christ-like. Um, but just putting aside the things that are not as important, as important. Um, I just think that's so important. It's just to have perspective, you know, what actually matters in the long term things. And so I think that I would say that was the biggest thing that I realized, um, this year. So yeah. this is what I've been thinking about. <laughs> and I go right along with it. Cause I mean, uh, I mean, you've had this conversation a little bit too, like you're saying political things, but I mean, of course, 2020 has also been known as <laughs> for the race issues and things that are going on. And like for yeah. me, the same the same thing. There were nights where I had to go back and delete my comment <laughs> because yeah. I was like getting to the point, like you said, like I was just like, this has to be said right now. And I believe, right. honestly believe what I was saying was true and right. But but, but who doesn't, right? <laughs> who doesn't believe what exactly. I'm <laughs> they're right. No one thinks they're funny lies. <laughs> but then it's like, is that really what I want? Um, like sometimes this church member is like, is that really how I want to communicate to another church member? Uh, mm-hmm. And am, am I am I helping them grow, or am I just retaliating because I don't like what they said? <laughs> like, am I right. honestly trying yeah. to get them to look at the situation with an open mind and think through something from a different perspective, or am I just trying yes. to shut other people down? And I think there is. Um, I think when you were talking about this earlier, um, and some of these things, maybe it's just how we communicate them. And uh, 2020 has helped us see that um, just yelling into the wind or <laughs> yelling at the wall, so to speak. <laughs> Of uh, somebody else on right. Facebook is not going to change anything. <laughs> yelling, yelling to the Facebook wall. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and it has just about the same amount of effectiveness. 
Yeah. Um, I know we talked about this earlier, and this doesn't necessarily have to do with, like, a lesson that we learned in 2020. But just with the whole social media thing, it's so much easier for us in 2020 to just say things very instantly. And, like, social media doesn't give you time to think. Like, generally, I'd say before social media, people would be like, oh, I'm going to see so-and-so on Sunday. Like, maybe I should talk to them about this on Sunday, you know? Yeah. And then you have a couple days to mold over. And by the time you get to Sunday, you're like, you know what? Actually, I'm not going to bring this up. I just don't think this is important. It doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) This could, yeah, it really doesn't matter. So you have time to think things over. And just with social media, you don't have time. I think they should put like a filter on there that says, are you sure you want to post? Think about this for 24 hours and then come back, you know, like we need that, you know, we'll send you a notification in five minutes <laughs> to see if you still want to say this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, you may be only saying things that are truthful and you may feel like you're being tactful, but I just think that you have to, you have to use discretion, you know, does this really matter in the long term? But um, the other thing I was thinking about is that just with social media and stuff, you you kind of confuse it with real life, I think. And a lot of people, a lot of us, like my generation who have grown up with it, we kind of confuse social media with real life. And it just really isn't. So yes. I think going along with the, with my Christian or conservative thing, it's just important to keep that perspective. And that's something that I've learned. So I've basically refrained from saying anything. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I've tried to engage on people that I think that I have that kind of relationship with. But then on top of what you're saying, I just go, I, and this may sound wrong or controversial. I don't know if it's bad or not, but some of the things I've limited my, um, I guess, online interactions with some people because I know them well in real life. And since they're saying things online that, I mean, they are triggering me, I guess, for lack of a better term. <laughs> like, they're straight up, like, this makes me, uh, which one of the other things, learn in 2020. I thought I was a lean back guy until I had no control over my schedule and people are mm-hmm. saying things that I don't like. And then I find out, oh, man, yeah, I'm not as laid back as I thought. Um, yeah. So in some moments, I've I've unfriended people that I know in real life because I'm like, I value the real life conversation more than the online. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to... Uh, unfriend you and on the <laughs> not real life and establish this friend in real life and have conversations that I enjoy and talk through. And there's been a number of people and it's like, when I'm with them, I enjoy talking. We laugh, we joke, we have a great time, but then they're yelling on Facebook makes me like, I don't think I really like you anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. so I've ended some of those online. Cause like you said, we kind of consider them like real life. And sometimes when people are just yelling in their megaphone of their social media, it's not, I mean, it is them, but it's not really them. They, they mm-hmm. feel like they're a little more emboldened. So I've just come yes. to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm going to stop that relationship so that I can focus on that IRL relationship. And right. we walk to this real relationship. Me and you can have a great time. We can go fishing. We can talk. We can do all these things. Uh, mm-hmm. but your online presence is not helping me with that. <laughs> yeah. I like your point about being laid back. I feel like I felt the same way about my personality. Um, I know I, I am kind of a planner and sometimes I like control, but I also consider myself a go with the flow person. Um, and yeah, this year has revealed that I'm not quite as go, go with the flow as I thought. Um, but also I feel like I realized I'm not as optimistic as I thought I was either. <laughs> um, I was like, I used to consider myself a really optimistic person. And then um, I kind of realized maybe I'm more of a realist. I think I said that in our previous episode where yes. just like life throws things at you and you're like, oh, maybe I'm not really this. But this year especially <laughs> has revealed a lot of things about myself. And it's re- revealed things to you about yourself that you're like, well, 
I guess this is how it is and uh, we can grow from this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But... It definitely showed some room for growth. <laughs> like if I thought I had it all together, 2020 showed me personally, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I think it's, I think it's a great thing though. Um, yes. I know it's, I know it's been hard and I think a lot of people, I could probably talk another 10 minutes about how people are just living in fear. Um, and I feel like that, that is probably one of the core issues that I like from my perspective that I think a lot of Christians are dealing with is just living in fear. Um, just fear of the unknown. Right. Um, you don't know what to expect. And uh, I was just learning this in my uh, educational psychology class that, you know, fear is based off of um, like inexperience um, and fear and anxiety comes from like, you don't know what to expect. You haven't been there. You don't feel competent. Um, I think a lot of us feel incompetent with our situations and our circumstances. Um, and so I guess what I would think is a good closing point is just um, try to take your lessons that you've learned and just really keep them close to you and apply them to your life. Um, because you don't want to go through 2020 and still be the same old person that you were, you know, you want to learn, you want to change, you want to grow. Right. Um, and so I just think it's super important to just take all these lessons that you've learned and just try to keep applying them to the future um, because you can be better through this as, as rough as it's been, things can get better. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I know, like, uh, like one of the final thoughts thinking through, um, Elizabeth Elliot wrote about suffering while she didn't write. It was written by her after she died. Um, but she, <laughs> <laughs> she's magic like that. But, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but she wrote she's done that quite a bit. <laughs> suffering is never for nothing. She talks about uh -huh. our, her greatest lessons were learned through suffering. And she calls suffering like anything from uh, losing a loved one to the dishwasher breaking down when you needed to go. But she's like, mm -hmm. you learn from these things. And she said the greatest thing she knows about God has come through suffering. And I would can honestly say in 2020, if we take it for what it is, um, they can be the, the greatest things we learn about God and what God can do in us when it, as he challenges us, grows us through these things, if we're willing to uh, stop and take the moment and listen and learn. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I think this year, um, we should just view it as opportunity, you know? Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I don't know if you have any other things that you want to say. I don't. But I think that wraps think it up. This, yep. This wraps it up. We could keep it's going fun. on for days though, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, we'll keep the personal conversation for not on the bucket. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you about my week later. You know, but, um, but yeah, I really do think uh, this is a good conversation to have. I think if you listen to this, try having this conversation with your friends and family. Um, because I, I know a lot of times we can be disconnected with people that we live with. And if quarantine taught us anything, it's that you should uh, probably get a better relationship with your family members because if you're ever quarantined together, things <laughs> you could, could not be end stuck so together. well. Exactly. Yes. You could be stuck together again, you know? Um, but yeah, no, seriously, talk to, talk to people in your life. Um, like, what have you learned in 2020? Like, do you feel like it's made you a better Christian, pushed you closer to God? Do you think, um, it's made you a better person or do you feel like it's just been beating you down? And I think that would be a great thing for people to talk about and just try to encourage each other. So agreed. agreed. All right. That sums up our second episode. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for listening. It's been a good time and hopefully we will be having some more casual conversation as we try to finish 2020 intact. Yes, 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 yes. Thanks for listening. Yep. We need a good sign off, but for now we'll see you later.